right. Thank you all listeners for tuning back into Spiritual Advisory Podcast. This is your host, Marcus and Myra. We have a very special guest in the building, a dear friend of ours uh, from Meaningful Conversations. Christian Jones, we call him Chris. We Hey, we love this guy. We appreciate him stopping by. But today's topic is spiritual accountability, how we hold ourselves spiritually accountable to the things that go on in our life, uh, everyday situations, how we react. And also, we're going to kind of flip it on the note of when we do fall short, how can we be kinder to ourselves? And um, I know we were just talking. It was like a lightning round in here, like before pre-recording. So I'm going to let Chris, you know, drop some facts on the mic right now. Okay. Um, let me just t- tell you guys who I am um, for people who don't know me. Uh, Christian Jones. Um, I'm from here, New York City. Um, and I grew up between a, a Haitian and European household. So my dad side of my family was Haitian. So there's a lot of the West Indian infusion there where a lot of it is spiritually innate. Um, and I was raised by my grandma. So um, so there's a lot of that infusion in there and um, a lot of it's very grassroots-based. And um, I try to make sure that I balance my spirit by doing the things that I feel I'm, I'm called to do and the things that I feel I'm blessed to be able to do. So I try to balance my time between, between the two. Um, the thing that I'm called to do um, is I volunteer with a youth group called New Alternatives, and it's for um, homeless LGBT youth. Um, and that's one of the things I'm called to do because um, I've always been around that element, and I've always seen how there is a lack of leadership or lack of adult accountability for them. The thing that I'm blessed to do is I've always enjoyed music and creativity and uh, creative expression. So I write and produce music to, to nourish my my, my body so I get to do what I enjoy. So I always try to make sure I balance those two things because I feel that when I fall short in one of the two is when I slip. <laughs> That's when I turn into like either, like you, you kind of feel that you aren't hitting your um, your your spiritual or your physical peak when you are using the gifts that you feel that you're endowed with. Mm-hmm. You don't use them completely, you kind of feel like something, you, it's almost like feeling hungry and not quite knowing what to feed yourself. So I always try to make sure that I keep those two elements full so that I can go out and be the best version of myself. I like that. I like that analogy of like, you know, staying, staying, staying hungry, but also be able, you know, being able to replenish yourself. And um, also just to let Myra breathe on the track as well. Like, like, so what's some of your thoughts on spiritual accountability like like as a as a whole would you say myra so as a whole i think a lot of times um like we were saying pre-recording uh what christian was saying that we live in a, a society we've talked about like the influence of um social media on spirituality i think that we live in a time where um we base what we think that we should be doing based off of what we see others doing, right? Mm -hmm. And that if we're not doing it based off of their standards of how they're doing it, then there's something wrong with us or we're not doing it the right way or or it's just like, it's never enough. And I think that we have to take accountability for ourselves and our own spiritual journeys and where we want to go on that. And everybody's spiritual journey is different. Not everybody is the same and it's not supposed to be because we're all unique individuals right? Like no one else exists in this universe, just like you, right? So why would any of our spiritual journeys be the same? So it's just like, we have to be kind, we have to be tender, and we have to be loving to ourselves when we 
kind of like go off of that track of where we think we should be going um, and just realize that we are all human and that we make mistakes and that that's okay as long as you readjust and realign and keep moving. You almost sound like my grandmother again. She used to say that um, that if you have breath and a heartbeat, that's like having pen and paper. You, mm-hmm. can always, you can always write whatever you need to write your way, the way with your own words, and you can throw out, you can throw the book out and just write your own book. Exactly. As long as you have breath and a heartbeat, you have that opportunity to do that. And so, like, and I was just like, okay, you can't be something like Baba. <laughs> I, I, I like that because that's, I, I feel like that's the truth about everything in life, right? Like, if you know that you want to do something in your life, right? Like, let's say if you want to be an artist or you want to, I don't know, be some type of creative, right? Or a business owner or something. And you keep being told that, no, you're not good enough. No, you don't have enough experience. No, you can't do this. Yes, you can. You just create your own lane. If you, if someone is not willing to give you an opportunity, then you create the opportunity for yourself. And then you bring people along with you who are also neglected or told that they weren't good enough or worthy enough or whatever it is and you give them an opportunity and then they do the same for someone else the more you create your own lane the less yeah. they'll be traffic yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, and uh, i got a question for christian um question being so like i know that you see your youth group and um i know like i, I know it has to be a multitude like like of like you know of the kids there so it's like when you see the children down in the dumps and being hard on themselves, like like what's some words of encouragement that or, or solutions that, that you give them to be more kind to themselves? Because I know in this generation, like they're mainly the ones that are on the phones and on social media and, you know, trying to keep up with these trends, this hustle culture, mm. you know, all these things, messages that, that we receive on a daily basis. So it's like when, when, when you see them down in the dumps, like like what's some of those kind words that you give them? Always tell them like the world's gonna be hard enough on you by itself, so you don't need both forces the world and your own internal forces mm-hmm. fighting against each other <laughs> mm-hmm. because now you've got two fights to have, and and at the same time, so I always tell them like, um, what I always tell them is what I used to do when I would get to that point with myself, I would always use this acronym and it's weight, and weight means why am I tripping? There you go. So, like, when you stop and you ask yourself, why am I tripping? you usually find out that it has nothing to do with that other element. You're usually just fighting against yourself and just blaming that other side for that struggle. Like when, when I hear people say things like, um, like the, the man is holding me back. Well, who is the man? Like, like, what is his name? And when people can't put a name to it, I'm always like, you know, what do you, what force, what, what is the man doing to you to attack you and assault you so much? And they'll, and they'll, run down the list of things that people do like like um like a, a, a invisible force couldn't de- um, couldn't deny you an opportunity but a person with hate in their heart can i mean like or or some uh, uh, an invisible force couldn't um schedule appointments for you at an impossible time for you to make but somebody with an unrealistic expectation of what you can do can so i mean so it's like so it's not necessarily those sorts of things I always tell them like well just attack it like you would if you were in a fight. Like they know how to fight because they're from the hood. So like, and we know how to fight the hood. So like, <laughs> so I tell them like, what do you do if you don't want them kicking your room? 
So, so they only say, well, the first thing that they would do is they would study their they, they would study their tax strategy. They would see what what their strongest suits are so they could use it against them. And I'm like, okay, well, you do the same thing here. Like you find out, like what's the tax strategy? The tax strategy is to, okay. So you feel like the government, the state of the government, is what you're accusing the man of being. You're saying that they're trying to hold you back. Well, the last thing you want to do is give them some energy to subscribe to. So if they tell you that that um, that this is the time you're supposed to be there, make sure you're there because now they can't say you didn't show up. So at least that's the, the first thing out of it. So you can't get mad at that if you don't go. If you don't go, you've given them something to fight with you about. So take that out the picture. If they say you've got to have such and such paperwork, I always tell them like, don't get mad, get the paperwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, so that way it's not something that they can use against you. So I'll, so I'll always try to take the account- accountability and put it on themselves because then at the end of the day, if, if you have everything that you have to have and you still don't get through or don't get to where you're trying to go, maybe it just wasn't for you or maybe you just have to work harder to get it. Because like, so I always say like, it's not necessarily a no as much as it's what other alternatives are going to use, are you going to use to try and get it? Because like, I always tell them like, no is the first step to yes. <laughs> because like, because that's how, I said, that's how bargaining works. That's how negotiating works. And I've never gotten anything in my life for somebody telling me yes the first time. Like it was always a no, or you need this, or you need that. And I had to go and get it or develop it or acquire it and then come back. And then they couldn't say no. So I was telling that's how life works. And instead of getting mad at them, get mad at yourself for not trying hard enough. And if, and if even then still, you don't feel like you have to act for me in order to get it. Well, you know what? Maybe it might not be for you because what's for you, nothing's going to change. Like, if it's for you, you're going to get it. Nothing's going to stop it from coming to you. So I was telling like, and, and instead of getting mad at other people and other forces, find out, if, let's look at it as possibly, possibly trying to make you better. I mean, like, because every now and then, sometimes, another thing my grandmother said, she said, sometimes things might irritate you or scratch you or rub you the wrong way, but it's just to make you smooth and polished in the end. <laughs> so, I mean, like, so at the end, it's all in how they look at it. And some kids get that point and, and move on, but unfortunately, there's a lot of them that don't. And I can't get mad at them for, um, for wanting to take a longer route to finding out the realities of life. They're going to find out anyway. It's going to take them a little bit longer. There you go. I like that. Yeah, I like that, bro. And and you know I, that that weight analogy. Ever since you had mentioned that in MC, that has like stuck with me. Right? And and I and I kid you not. Like literally, it has stuck with me since. And and I'm so glad that you said it on our podcast, man. Like the weight. Yeah, yeah, the weight. The weight <laughs> analogy is like, yo. I, I tell you, like, why are you tripping? Like, like you got to ask yourself those questions because. It's like if you don't then how can you hold yourself accountable how can your spirit grow because it's like you got to understand the reasons as of why like this bothers me and when you understand those reasons then just like you're you're unlocking those puzzle pieces you know? it's just like a way of straightening yourself out um and it, it saves a lot of money on the shrink because like as, as soon as you're able to like sit down and break yourself down and have that internal dialogue with yourself a lot of those internal struggles, you start figuring out why they are struggles in the first place. It's because either you are uh, hesitant to try and look at something, or it's like what you were saying in the beginning, you're placing so much weight on what other people say about you that it's ch- it's channeling it's and you're channeling itself into your own progress and hindering you from becoming who you need to be. Because you're so focused on what somebody says that might hurt your feelings or might rub you the wrong way or might tick you off. 
well, you know what, maybe you need to be ticked off. <laughs> I mean, like, or sometimes when they say, um, um, when you get, when you, when you get uncomfortable in your seat, sometimes the first thing you do is readjust. Maybe you mm -hmm. need to readjust. But you know what, you know what I'm hearing from all of this is that we, along with like, being accountable we have an issue in in our society and like american culture with self-reflection right because we are always hyper focused on everything that is happening outside of us that we never check in with ourselves and honestly i think that covid was probably one of the biggest um motivators and um, it gave people the ability, either voluntarily or involuntarily, to check in with themselves, to be self-reflective, because where was you gonna go? <laughs> you was with yourself, by yourself, you had nothing but time, and you had to be reflective of what was going on with your life, whether you liked it or not. And, everybody was in the same boat. So it wasn't even just like, oh, you and your homegirl. It was just y'all and y'all couldn't talk to anybody. Like, no, it was everyone in the whole world. So you saw everyone in the whole world experiencing almost like the same thing at one time, which if you think about it, it's kind of amazing and cool and weird all at the same time. And you really kind of got to dig deep and determine like what makes me happy. What makes me unhappy? What um, what do I actually want to do with my life? Like, do I love myself? Could I be taking better care of myself? It was just like all of these questions about the self that I feel like normally we're go, 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 go. We're let's see what this person is doing. Let's be booked and busy every weekend. Let's, you know, be about that hustle culture, this and that and that. And then it's just like, all of a sudden, all of that just immediately came to a halt. Right. So it caused us to be in this space of reflectiveness and accountability and not being able to look to the next person and say, oh, well, it's because of you. Because then you start to realize, no, it's actually because of me. Mm -hmm. It's actually because of me. I mean, you're right to that, to that point. Um, I was reading this article that was saying how um, a lot of people have been acting really, really crazy as a result of that internal dialogue and not having a place to express it. Um, and, and so then it turns into the importance of having a group of people or having a person or even being solidified in themselves where like they can actually have um, somewhere that they can bounce those things off. Because like, fortunately, the, the kids in the group, we see each other every Sunday. So they'll, they'll come in and somebody will come in with that exact same problem or that they'll be in that exact same place where they've had like a week to just stew in something that really pissed them off. And then by the time they come to the group, they want to bring that anger or that animosity that they've developed somewhere else for some other reason with them to the group. And so that's when I'm like, oh no, are you big mad or are you little mad? And so like when, when the kids see me asking them that question, I'm basically asking them, is it a mad that's so big that you really need to work it out now? Or is it a little mad where it's just some little frivolous childish thing where you're just trying to make it into a big thing? So I just asked Mike, are you big mad or are you little mad? And they said, oh, I'm big mad today. And I'm like, okay, well, today that's what we're going to talk about. Whatever it is that big mad is. 
<laughs> we gonna sort that out today because you're not going out Monday carrying that big bad energy and making somebody else's day bad. So we'll have the conversation about that. But if it's little mad, I'm like, so it's little mad. And they're like, yeah, it's just little mad today. I'm like, okay, well, you go sit the corner there and you just work that out by yourself. <laughs> you just go and you just work that out. And 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 so it gives them an opportunity to, and when, when they're sitting there, they're realizing, okay, I look really stupid because all I'm mad about is because she didn't call me back. I mean, it'll be something stupid like that. And they're willing to take that everywhere with them. I'm like, in the grand scheme of things, that's not the really energy that needs to be utilized that way. Like you have a job you gotta get, you have an apartment you need to try and acquire, you have like a career you wanna develop and you wanna sit here and be upset because somebody didn't call you. I mean, it's just like, it's like one of those things where I understand that that's the mindset that they're in as kids, but they can't, but I was telling you, you, don't, you can't afford to be kids right now. I'm like, because there's too many eyes on you. There's too much expectation placed on you and you've got too much you to, to, to grow into. And you've got a little bit of time to do it because you don't have a lot of parent, you don't have a parental oversight over you. You have ex governmental expectations over you. You've got all these other elements. And so you don't have that luxury to sit there and be childish and be upset because somebody told you that your, ugly, your wig looked ugly on Twitter. I mean, it's like, it's like those sorts of things. I'm just like, you don't have that luxury. So it, it, it is, it's a scheme rolls from a place of self-respect, first of all, um, knowing who they are and being able to command that space that they're in mm -hmm. I mean, that that is where a lot of it uh, deviates from when people can't stand in that space they're in and be able to identify who they are from their core not necessarily from their id or from from what somebody might know them as but like from their core that's a completely different awareness or a set of awareness that i mm -hmm. think a lot of people don't have that are in the predicament you were talking about yeah, but let's say, for instance, like with these kids, let's let's take the example that you said, um, they're mad because they didn't get a call. It's not really about the call. I think it's more so about the rejection, right? right? If you are a, a kid that, let's say, you don't have your parents around, right? And let's say you're being racist and stuff like a group home or foster home or whatever it is, there's there's already this sense of I'm not good enough, no one wants me, you know, all of these feelings of rejection, all of these internal um, emotions that you have that are constantly conflicting on the outward appearance that you're trying to be, right? right. You're trying to be tough, you're trying to be this, but really inside you don't feel like that. Really, you just want to be loved, you want to feel needed, you want to feel wanted, you want to feel you, you want to feel like people want you around. And so when you get that, when, when you know, so-and-so Rashawn or Sasha doesn't call you, it's not about Sasha or Rashawn. It's about the rejection that you feel. And it's about the fact that, wow, this person doesn't even like me or doesn't even want me or what's wrong with me or it it's going back to that. So I think, exploring that topic a little bit more will help them the next time they run in, into that in life because they will you're going to run into someone that just you know maybe you just not for them and that's okay and that's that has nothing to do with you as a core person right but if you don't have a stable core if you feel like every time someone doesn't call you back or every time you don't get something that 
or some type of attention or or response back or whatever you you have to fix that first you just can't ignore it like like it's not there because it is so even though it's something as trivial as a phone call right we have to really look at like is it really the phone call or is it the rejection that is really hurting you and then when they go into that next situation, they're they're more aware of it. And they're like, you know what? Judy may not like me, but that doesn't mean that it's something wrong with me. That doesn't mean that I'm not lovable. That doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, deserving of attention and time. That has actually, it has nothing to do with me as a person. I'm still solid. I'm still a good person. But if we just feel like, oh, well, you know, it's just a phone call, get over it. Just like, but how is that really helpful? It, that's, that's where that why my tripping acronym comes in at because when they sit there and they ask themselves why are they tripping over that phone call they'll, they'll, the, the next level will be because I really because I was placing a lot of hope and anticipation hearing from that person but then the next layer under that is why you were anticipating that that call from that person and it's because they placed a lot of value or how they felt about themselves whether that person contacted them or not then that conversation happened but by sending them off and, the, and letting them have that internal dialogue and like ask themselves, what are they tripping about or why am I tripping? Mm -hmm. It starts that process because the because because a lot of times, some of them, it, some of them I've seen them have their first heartbreak. And um, and the thing is, it's like when you have your first heartbreak through the social media era, <laughs> it's a whole nother thing. And so I've been sitting there and um, I always tell them that like, uh, the thing is, is like, it, it's always good to have something to yourself. I always say like, you know, it's, I'm not telling, I was telling myself, I said, I'm not saying that it's, it's wise for you to respond publicly, but, yeah, I agree. Like, um, but the thing is, it's like, I said, you can address, I said, cause the energy and the upset that you have isn't with everybody that read the message. This is the person that sent it. So like, um, and you just upset that everybody got to read the message. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was telling them like, just go to the person and 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 address that way, or have your have your pub, have a public closure because sometimes just shutting shutting stuff down with one with one note, like you know what? Um, I, there was one girl, and I, ironically, one of the example names you used is actually one of their names. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say which one. Um, so, um, so she um, um, had the issue, and I told her, I said, "Well, you don't want to publicly address it, but I said if you want to publicly shut it down and just say, you know what, um, this 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 message goes out to such and such. You know who you are." You, you 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 wanted to get a reaction out of me and you did the reaction that you got out of me is indifference <laughs> that's the reaction you got and so um and and the thing is it's like i said just leave it like that i said they'll know who they are everybody else is going to know who they are it's nothing left to say and you got your one up it's because the person that responds to it just put themselves on blast now so um so i just wanted to do it that way and she did and she was like you know she said, it felt so empowering. I said, because you are that. And she was like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just went on about that business. And um, and sometimes you do have to, um, and, and and I'll be, I'll be frank, like I mentioned the hood earlier. Sometimes you got to step into that hat because every now and then. <laughs> I agree. 
<laughs> sometimes you just got to. But like that's only when um and people think expressing anger or um or or releasing that 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 energy is a bad thing. I'm like, it's not. Sometimes you gotta break the glass. I mean, like I know I know sometimes I have to. I mean, like, and and the thing is, it's like um it's almost like when just about any type of chemical reaction envelops into something something big, like whether it's an explosion or an eruption or something, and what happens right after that? It calms right back down. And and so I'm just like, <laughs> I'm saying that that's a chemical reaction that is out in the world, that's out in the elements, period. So I wouldn't expect us, us to be different. So sometimes we might blow up, but it's about how we calm down afterward or how we react afterwards that sets, that sets the tone for how we go about our lives. I always tell them like sometimes it's going to corner and scream. Um, my grandmother used to go under train tracks and you would scream. As soon as the train would go past, <laughs> she would go right under that train and just scream her little head off. And then when it went past, she would just start walking again. And and that was like her way of like letting pressure out. And everybody's got their something. And once again, it goes back to how we handle those sorts of how, how we handle those sorts of experiences. There's, there's mm -hmm. no there's no one one pill take all that'll satisfy every ailment for every person, but you can take your own version of it that might work for you. Yeah, and that and that brings us back to that whole point of like accountability of where we allow ourselves to go. Because even when we're talking about like why someone rejected me, right? Using that phone call example, because I think that's just like so perfect we have to take accountability for our own feelings, like our own experiences and and not project those experiences onto, onto other people because it's really not about them, it's about us. And also I think like specifically for the population of kids that you're working with, like the, the idea of processing that vulnerability could be tough, right? Because in the type of environment that you're in, vulnerability can get you killed. Right. And so having a space, a community center or a support group or whatever, um, is very important to be able to realize and be able to express that vulnerability in a healthy way and being able to take accountability for the actions that you or I should say the reactions that you put out there in the world based off of you not recognizing your own vulnerability. Sometimes you gotta laugh. I mean, like sometimes things are just funny. I mean, like, like, like I think it was like the week before last, one of the one of the kids came in and was really mad um, because she said, somebody told me my wig was crooked. I said, it was. <laughs> I said, it was crooked. She was like, yeah, but she had to say that. I was like, see, you're just mad because she called attention to the obvious. I said, don't be like that. And so we just went on, so we just went on about it and and things like that. Um, sometimes you just have to like look at it like, you know what, I gotta laugh to keep from crying. Because like because you will find something to cry about. This this world will find a way to like check you and turn tear you up and try mm -hmm. to something that you don't really need to be. But for the most part, it's like knowing who you are will kind of get you through that. Like, and, and it can be ugly because like you said, like, like a lot of these kids haven't had an example of what to um, what to build themselves as or, um, or or even who they are at their core. So like, so for them, a lot of time it's been through trial and error. Yes. But, um, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, I always try to be an example of like, like um, cause people try me all the time, all the time. <laughs> 
and I'll just look at you and laugh at you before I get mad at you. And and the thing is, is because um, I always tell them like the reason why I'm like that is because I don't give people that much energy. Like for the most part, I don't even realize you're there until you like tell me that. <laughs> so I'm not going to react to you unless unless I really I, until I'm aware you're there. And I got to and, and and even though I see you, I still don't see you. So it's one of those things where it's like um. And, and, and granted, you can love people that way, but I just love them from a distance. I just give them some space and not let mm-hmm. them permeate my core. So it takes a lot, a whole lot to ruffle my feathers. And so I just told the kids, like, I got that way over time because the more I started realizing that if I give people that credibility and that opportunity to get into and infiltrate my spirit and start challenging me from within, then I've lost the battle already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not even a fight crack worth having at that point. And so, because you've already acknowledged the fact that they have that power to 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 challenge your day, to challenge the way you wake up, to challenge the way you go to bed and screw up everything in between. And I have a lot too much to be responsible for to even entertain for that to happen. So I always just tell the kids, they they learn that by watching me. That, um, and I've walked, um, like walk from different um, areas with them or to go from, the train station or whatnot and and you'll see there'll be me with a cast of like um uh, sexually ambiguous youth and so people will say stuff they will try and say something they will spit out something and they'll say something random one dude even tried to get in my face before i was like dude if you don't get up off my face <laughs> i said this ain't got nothing to do with you i don't know what about their existence bothers you so much mm-hmm. but you need to ask yourself that question while we get to the train station and so i'm just like keep going there we go bringing, like, it back. <laughs> bringing it back to accountability because it, it's not those kids it's not those kids it's something within you that you're not taking accountability for and you feel yeah. some type of way and now you're reflecting it onto them kids that ain't going to you Oh, and, I was, and, and that's that's one of the things that stop. I'm like, what about their existence bothers you so much? Mm-hmm. And like, and and things just like because everybody's here for a reason. Like every I said, and the thing is, is and I, one thing I told the kids, I was like, believe it or not, New York City would not be the city that's so eccentric and elemental and developmental and experimental that it would be if it wasn't for them. So I'm like, so like, <laughs> so I'm like, just know that y'all add some of that season that makes New York New York. And um, and it's starting to change now with things like drag race and all those sorts of things. It's kind mm-hmm. of heightening their visibility and they're taking full advantage of that. But I always tell them, don't let that lose sight of who you are because remember what, yes. what the struggle for you guys was like before there was a drag race. So like, and, and so it's things like that always just make sure that they keep in mind. But I see them, for the most part, I see them going into a better space. And the thing that makes me excited for them is um, I know that a lot of the... Um, societal things that have held them back are for some of them it's going to stop with their cycle because like because i've seen some of them taking it to heart and doing certain things with it and um doing things that um some of the youth that i've seen before them haven't been able to take advantage of so i see i see a positive future for them there's still some that are still in the process of learning things but that's just life but um but as far as the future for a lot of them, I think it's pretty bright. And I'm, I'm always feel proud to be involved in their development and, and seeing how they um, flourish into adults. Because for some of them, it's going to be a challenging aspect and they're excited for it themselves and so am I. Hmm. That's beautiful, brother. That, that, is, that is absolutely beautiful, man. Um, wow. 
hot, well, hot damn. <laughs> damn. Sorry, sorry on my end, folks. I, I, I was having some technical difficulties there, but I mean, just catching the wind of this, like the, from what I heard and from what I mentioned, I mean, that, that is such beautiful things and beautiful statements, you know, mentioned, you know, and um, definitely if, if I just had to add any, you know, like some little spices in with this accountability, especially like what's been going on in my personal life is one, like they were mentioning, like Chris was mentioning, use that weight analogy. Like it's important. It's important to ask yourself these deep questions. It is important to challenge yourself with those deep questions, because if you don't, then you're lacking in spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And you need spiritual maturity. You need spiritual accountability to achieve your higher self, that, that person that's really locked within, that person in you know your spirit, that person that's in your mental. So you need those elements. And to achieve those elements, you have to sit there and challenge yourself. It's like working out. You you ain't you ain't finna get buff, you ain't finna get no muscles, you ain't finna get no no um what they call it gains these kids call that gains nowadays <laughs> you ain't getting no gains if you ain't putting in that work and putting in that work is just challenging yourself and second if i had to mention anything like when it comes to being kind to yourself because this is something that i've discovered throughout um you know like the later years in my life and all those times that i would sit and be stressed with myself and beat myself up man Marcus, you ain't accomplished this. Marcus, you ain't here yet. Marcus, you this old and you haven't achieved, yada, 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 whatever. Feeling that way made me feel no better. So it's like, I finally, you know, and and I mentioned on the podcast, yeah, like I hit the wall and, and I went through that. So it's like, when I hit that wall and when I realized that all of those things I was doing to myself was a choice, I also had the choice to not talk to myself that way. I also had the choice to change that narrative and say, hey, you know what? It is okay. You're good where you're at and you're at where you need to be. And when you make those movements and when you make, you know, when you start challenging yourself and and, and get those gains, you're going to get to other places. Focus on that instead of focus on telling yourself, well, you haven't gotten here yet. If telling yourself that you haven't gotten here yet still ain't getting you where to where where you need to be, why keep repeating that? It makes no sense. It makes no sense to tell yourself, well, I'm not here yet. I'm not this yet. I'm not what, what you, you put, you put whatever sentence you want to add to it. But if it's not getting you to where you need to be, why repeat it to yourself? That that's like madness doing the same thing over and, and still getting the same result. Yeah. So that, those, you know, those are my statements on spiritual accountability, spiritual growth, and also just being kind to yourself. Cause it don't cost nothing to be kind to yourself. Mm-mm. It really don't. But, but and you yeah. being kind to yourself means that you're able to be kind to other people, and we need yep. more decent people in this yep. world. True that. Because that, because that whole train incident would not have happened if that person that rolled up on y'all, Chris, was a decent human being. Was like, hey, you know what? Look at those kids. They just kids. Right. They just living their life, mm-hmm. and I ain't gotta bother them. You know what I mean? So be a decent human being. Be kind to yourself so you can be kind to other people. I'm going to let these two beautiful human beings wrap this show up because I felt like they held it down. <laughs> like, oh, I, get, I, get, you know I apologize. No, I'll also tell you something, Marcus. Like, what you, you just said something. that there's, a, there's an older dude who lives by me by Riverside Drive. He just is always on the bench. He's like 90-something, and he just walk, power walks all day. Okay. And um, one day, um, he had said, um, he was talking about glamour muscles. 
he was saying how um <laughs> I'll teach you weren't on it yet, but he was saying um he said your power muscles are what, what people use, they just go work out so they can be pretty. But those power mm-hmm. muscles don't mean nothing when it's time to pick up a bag. So like yes. like <laughs> so he was like so he said he's just working out for no reason. So so I'll say like that's kind of like the the, the, the translation of it's it's one thing to to go through those experiences, but like when you go through those experiences and you don't use them for mm-hmm. for, for the power that you that you experienced it for, what was the point? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So ever since then, um, and, and Hyrule just died laughing. I think it stuck with him, Dr. Both, but um, <laughs> but we're talking. But just whenever I hear that term, I even say it sometimes just in casual reference. People are like glamour muscles. I'm like, you know, you just work out just to look good. But when it comes time to pick up groceries for your neighbor, you can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <They're> struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to let, like I mentioned, I'm going to let Chris and Myra make their last, you know, final mentions. And, um, man, like, I really can't believe this episode went on an hour. But, yo, it, like, it's all good. It's all fun. That's what we're here for. We're here to, we we just here to make life changes ourselves and for you. So Myra yeah. and Chris, take it away. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I just want to say, like, when we're saying this stuff to you guys, don't think that we're, like, preaching at you, telling you what you should be doing because we're literally experiencing things at the same time that you're experiencing things. We could listen to these podcasts and literally take our own advice and put it towards our own lives because we're we're going through the same exact thing. We may not be experiencing it at the same time. Like sometimes I'm going through stuff and I like freak out and talk to Marcus or vice versa. But it's just like, we want we want goodness and we want love and happiness and just we want y'all to feel good like that's what we're here to do we're we're here to promote promote like oneness and community and love and so just when you hear our messages just know that's what it is i'll be the first person to say i know i don't know everything i will gladly throw my hands up in the air and say, i do not <laughs> But one thing I do tell people is what I know, I know. And and the, the, the way that I know it is because I either had to live it or experienced it firsthand and, and not just experienced it just for the sake of having breathed in and out and having gone through it just as an existing person, but gone through it to see the alpha and the omega of it. I saw how it started in my life. And I saw how it would end in my life. So in that specific realm of experiences, I be like, I know what I'm talking about with that. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen the, I've seen how that started with me. I've seen how that ended with me. And so like there'll be other challenges that come up that that would arise, but and those would be challenges on their own. But with I was telling people with what I know, I know. With what I don't know, I don't. And so I just leave it at that and just let that be that and. Um, and it's always good to take that time to bunker down and just like, you know, just go into your little shell and just do some self-care and, and understand some some yeah. self-appreciation and some self-understanding. And sometimes you got to cuss yourself out. Be like, you know what, why did you do that? <laughs> I mean, because like just, just having that internal dialogue is my, like, some, like one of my therapists told me, it's like a way of having a conversation with somebody you trust. Yeah. So that's so, so like... And, and a lot of times those sorts of things are part of that um, that accountability process. You're going through it just um, for your, you're going through it with yourself 
for yourself, by yourself, and with the collective, because you're part of that collective all ultimately. So when you make a better you, you can contribute a better you, which make a better environment, which make a better environment for everybody. So it's not just a, a, a singular one individual experience. It's it's a collective experience. So you make it yourself better for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I said something like that like at, uh, last week a meaningful conversation like people that, that love themselves. <laughs> You don't I, hurt other people. And I stole it from you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Finding my, finding my name to that. <laughs> hey, at least Chris was honest. He was like, I'm alive. <laughs> like, oh, he would sue me. Oh man. And you know what? I think I think this is the most beautiful way to end this episode with all these good laughs, all these good feels. Like we mentioned. We ain't preaching at you. We just trying to help you with this lesson. And it's truly up to y'all. Like, if you want that lesson, it's out here for you. I mean, the book, the book here, the book is here. Open them pages, put in that work, and you got it for your lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it starts with you. It starts with you. So. so it starts with you and ends with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we can't do it for you. But, hey, we here to, we, we here to advise. so yo definitely thank y'all for tuning in as always we appreciate you thank you for having me yes we we are so glad we finally got to do this um hopefully fingers crossed more guests on the way for meaningful conversations so we're working on that we're putting in the work we we building our muscles we building our muscles the real kind too the real kind yeah. <laughs> we need the real real <laughs> we got and, we got bags to lift up we got bags. And, and just before we close out, i just want to have chris like repeat his his mantra that he said because I love that. And I think that that can be beneficial to a lot of people. Like when you find yourself tripping, what what do they need to say, Chris? What do they just, need to know? Just stop and wait and use wait as an acronym to ask yourself, why am I tripping? Amen. Why Amen. am I tripping? Amen. Here we go. <laughs> Open the church doors. We done. We done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. All right. Thank y'all for tuning in as always. Y'all take care. Tune in to the next episode. Peace. Thanks for